I'm Ben Gonzalez with the Texas Department of Insurance, and this is the Texas Insurance Podcast. On each episode, we look at an insurance topic, why it might be important to you, and then offer some tips to help save you some money or protect your family or property. Today, we're talking about the spring storm season. We spoke with Paul Ura, a meteorologist with the National Weather Service, and he told us that there are some things you can do to get better prepared for spring storms. Hey, Paul, thanks for doing this with us again. You're welcome. Um, what do you think of when you hear spring storms? Uh, the typical thing, right? Severe weather, um, tornadoes, mm-hmm. lightning, hail, uh, microburst winds. Uh, typically the most dangerous time of the year when it comes to weather and thunderstorms. It typically happens in like that April, May, and June time frame, especially here in Texas. So it is an active time of the year for people. Yeah, typically the most active time, especially when it comes to those most severe thunderstorm events like the hail and the tornadoes. Now we're coming out of a fairly mild winter, I think. Does that tell us anything about what we can expect for the rest of the year? Right, yeah, besides a couple of weeks of cold, one in around Christmas time of December, and then of course the ice storm that affected a lot of part of the state, uh, the rest of the winter has actually been quite warm and particularly above normal for most of Texas. That doesn't necessarily give us any sort of clues. I wish it did, but it doesn't really give us any sort of clues as to how bad the spring will be if it comes like to severe weather. So every year could be different and we have to treat every year separately. So you're really looking at what's coming up in the future, not what what the past is. Exactly, exactly, yes. Um, So one of the things about spring storms that I think everybody is looking forward to is rain because Texas has been in a drought for so long, but of course spring storms can bring a lot of rain, then you have to deal with flooding. Do we have any kind of idea of what the year will be as far as rain and flooding? Yeah, again, I wish we I wish all that previous weather would kind of give us a clue, but it really kind of doesn't, Um, especially, you know, severe weather can actually coincide with some of our big flash flood events. They typically do kind of handle separately. Uh, We typically either have flooding events and or kind of severe weather events. But um, especially like here in South Central, around the Austin area, Historically, sometimes we've had them kind of overlap to where we've had really big tornado outbreaks during some of our big flash floods. Yeah, so generally when we're talking about severe weather, it's a kind of a short-lived thing, but you have rain for like two or three days, that's when we have Exactly, especially like going back to like 2015, the wettest month in Texas history. We had you know, a huge uh, Wimberley flood, the Memorial Day weekend flooding. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, sometimes it coincides with how much rain have we been getting previously, and then that just kind of feeds right. then into some of our big flooding events. The ground saturation, exactly. and all those kind of different exactly. things. So of, of course with spring storms, hail is an issue, and especially for the insurance folks, that's a big cause of damage in Texas. Right. Are we seeing more frequency and more intensity or we just know about hail better? Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, we have some good documentation of how many hailstorms we've kind of had in the past, but the technology and social media has changed the reporting. We get so many more reports nowadays with hail. So it's really kind of hard to tell exactly if hailstorms are increasing or not. Now, we think with some climate change, we do think that we're going to have more extreme events. But we also have a lot more people moving into the state of Texas. So we're going to have more losses from hail just from more houses uh, being hit by hail every year. More concentration of populations and that leads exactly, to more damage right, there. Right. So we're going to have more billion dollar sort of hail events in the future just because our cities are getting so much bigger that when a big hailstorm happens in like an Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, I mean, the, the chances of getting that much more property damage is very much increased. Okay. Well, another thing with spring storms we think of is, of course, wind whether that's tornadoes or the straight line winds, what can we do to prepare for those kind of events? Right, well, as far as from the insurance perspective and also the weather service, wind damage is wind damage. Now, historically, the weather service comes out and we try to determine, was it a tornado or was it straight line winds or what we call a microburst? But what folks can do for around their houses, of course, 
trim their trees. Make oh, sure that the dead trees are down, make sure the branches are trimmed so they're not overhanging your roof. So in case one of the branches come down, you don't want it to obviously puncture the roof. Uh, secure loose items. The really strong wind, whether it be a tornado or a microburst, you know, with 60, 70, 100 mile per hour winds, will toss those, those objects around and cause basically flying debris, which can cause additional damage. So, so make sure you take care of your property and make sure you're weather aware of knowing, you know, when that strong wind uh, will be occurring. So of course, that's not something you do when we hear that there's a storm approaching. So think about that now. Right, you need to take care of that now, especially if you are even in like, let's say a mobile home or a travel trailer, a place that's not as secure with high winds, find that location now. Maybe it's a neighbor down the street that has a more secure location. Maybe it's a building you can go to, but right, have a plan knowing now, like what are you gonna do if the winds get really, really strong? Because right, you don't wanna be out going out in the middle of a storm to try to find that safe location. Okay, sounds good. And of course, we're before hurricane season that runs from June to November traditionally. Do we ever see a spring hurricane? So it's been pretty rare for an actual hurricane. The last time we've actually had like a hurricane in May is 1970. Now, with that though, uh, over the last several years, we've actually had named storms. So tropical storms actually form in May. So it's becoming more common now that our hurricane season, which typically starts June 1st, is kind of shifting a little bit and becoming more active. Okay, that's good. Uh, we always tell people that they should prepare a little bit more than they did the previous yes. year, but where do we start? There seems like so many things to do. Yeah, one of the big things that we always kind of talk about is having multiple ways of getting weather warnings. Okay. So the communication part, how are you gonna get those weather warnings that come from the National Weather Service? Uh, most counties have something called mass notification where they can sign up and put a cell phone to an address. Check with your county where you live to see what kind of mass notification they have. Very often they can actually sign up for weather uh, warnings and watches that way as well. And those will be localized to your area? Uh, yeah, so some of them come directly from the National Weather Service, but especially if the county or city needs to send out a very localized message about maybe an evacuation, mm -hmm. uh, that's how you would get a hold of that information, is that yeah. signing up for that notification from the county. I think I've signed up for several of them because in any weather event, I'll get two or three right. messages on my phone. Does that really preclude the need now for a weather radio? No, because weather radio is again another tool. Um, you know, one thing that we have with social media now and also the cell phones is that, well, look, if your cell phone is not charged up, uh, you're going to maybe miss some of those notifications. Uh, the way the weather radio exists and kind of um, uh, really kind of works is having a battery backup. So in case the National Weather Service does send out a weather warning, uh, it will alarm in your house. So kind of think of it as your own personal tornado siren for your house. So again, weather radio, cell phone, an app, having multiple ways of getting the weather warnings is, is preferred. Well, that, that's a good point about having multiple ways to get information because certainly we all carry our cell phones, but we know that in wide scale power outages, um, cell towers can be affected as well. No, exactly. And so especially like for your home, right, having three days of, of food, water and medicine available, making sure you have plans for your pets, uh, batteries, batteries you know, for the uh, radio. Exactly. Have a to go kit. Um, so you kind of understand that if you do lose power, maybe even if you have to evacuate, you have some very, very, uh, some things put together already that you can very quickly leave them uh, or, or hunker down in case you have to. Okay, sounds good. Anything else about spring storms people should know? Uh, especially at the very end, make sure that you have a communications plan again with your family, making sure that if you do have to leave because of a disaster, family and friends know how to get a hold of you or maybe even where you are supposed to meet up with. Right. Uh, so they know you are safe. Perfect. Thank you very much, Paul. Appreciate You're welcome. It. Other ways you can get ready for spring storms are to review your own insurance coverage. Make sure you have enough. 
think about a flood policy and make a home inventory in case you ever need to file an insurance claim. Hopefully you won't ever have to, but if you need information about home insurance, visit our website at tdi.texas.gov. And if you have insurance questions, you can always call our helpline at 800-252-3439. Well, that's it for today. If you found this information useful, be sure to rate and review the Texas Insurance Podcast. Subscribe and share it with your friends and family. We'll talk to you next time.